Good morning. I feel like a young kid reporting to the principal's office after being after misbehaving. Because, of course, I said a podcast episode would be out about three weeks ago and one hasn't been out. And I just got to start by saying, forgive me if you're listening to this, uh, you know, this podcast and you can't see me bowing down to say sorry, because I am sorry. Um, but I'm happy to be back. Been taking uh, a break, I guess, an, un an unofficial break. Uh, just came back from a spiritual retreat and just been doing all sorts of kind of cool stuff uh, for my health. And, and so um, that's not just a card I'm playing, by the way, <laughs> because if I say it's for my health, then you can't say anything. But folks, I I'm happy to be back and looking forward to all the wonderful guests we have coming up. Um, I just want to say sorry, like I've said before, but also, you know, a lot's been happening, which means we've actually got ample subject matter to discuss. Um, and today is no different. We're talking about social media today. Um, our social media, the bane of our lives, but also this wonderful uh, thing that, that that makes you know life somewhat easier. I, 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 there's so many friends I know that I've met on on socials, and I imagine some of you listening to this too may have friends that you've met on social media because it is very powerful. Um, but I think it's something we always have to talk about because you know. <sighs> I just don't think our brains advanced enough for the capabilities of social media. And so talking about it, I guess, gives us a chance to, you know, make sense of how to use it better, common pitfalls, um, but also you know, how to how to exist online. Because what, what I don't kind of think is helpful, there's some people who are kind of like, oh, I don't have any social media. And they do it like a kind of stick it to the man type of thing because they think it's inherently dangerous and there's something about it that's to be to, that's to be kind of feared. I don't have that perspective. I think we can use it for good, but I'm not an expert. So today I've got an amazing guest, uh, the managing director of Reef Social, which is a, a social media agency, I want to say, a, a social media uh, company. He's going to help us make sense of this topic. He's also a really interesting person to talk to. He's getting married in a couple of days, uh, but I guess when this comes out, he would have been married. So let's get on Chris and just kind of get his perspective on all these different things I'm saying. Chris, how are you doing? So good. So good, Mike. It's, a, it's an absolute honor and privilege to, to be on your show. Thank you so much. And thanks for the, the well wishes ahead of my my wedding as well. This is what's interesting. When this comes out on Monday, you would have been married. So how, how was it? How did it go? <laughs> so good. <laughs> Loved it. Every minute of it. <laughs> Speech was easy. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, you know, they do it on Graham Norton sometimes, don't they? Where like, they record early. And then yeah. they'll be like, you know, tonight, they'll be like, oh, no, I mean, next week and stuff like that. But, but thanks so much for doing this at such short notice as well. For people who want to know a bit more about you, Chris, what, how would you describe the work you do? Well, um, me personally, I've been in and around the world of social media uh, now for almost over a decade, actually, um, managing and maintaining and curating and creating social media content and strategies for uh, multiple businesses across multiple sectors, personal brands, non-execs, directors. Um, yeah, and, and absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. I do a lot of football media work as well. Um, so I, I, I really enjoy that side of things. And as well as that, I'm a massive advocate for supporting um, local charities and um, and and support supporting those guys in any way. I do football media for various different publications, um, national radio stations, newspapers, and beyond. So I've got a really good um, opinion and um, and and idea of how the world of of social media works. Which, of course, you need because I think, as as you alluded to, Mike, in your your intro, 
Um, it's it's a complicated world and it's always constantly moving. So one of the things I, I really pride myself on is spending 20% of my time learning and staying on top of it because if you don't and you're in the world of social media, you simply get left behind. Yeah. Oh gosh, you're a real professional because uh, half the things you'll say, I was like, what? what? Oh, yeah, yeah. I want to ask about that. Um, I, I mean, I love how optimistic you are. Obviously, it's your industry, something you know really well. I don't want to start off pessimistic, but I do guess there are some people who maybe, and you know, you can tell me what you think about this thought. You know, take Instagram for instance. There was a time where Instagram was a place where you know you you see a nice sunset and you're like, oh, it's nice. Shut my phone. <laughs> or you go, or no, you see, or your dog does something silly and you take a picture and go, look at him, look a look a Buster, as it were. Now maybe that was like for like ten minutes because. It's very quickly, some people would say, turn into this marketplace where now it's literally, you're just, people just sell you things. And Twitter was the same. You share your thought and it was like, oh, what a nice tweet. But now people are digging tweets from like 2011 to be like, you should never get your job. And so like, where's the social part of social media? And is it just a failed project at this stage? Uh, no. Um, and but one of the things I want to be honest about and, you know, be completely frank about, Mike, is that I'm always, always happy to be honest about social media. There's a lot of really, really dark crevasses and holes that you never want to go down in social media. And I think people have forgotten how to be social on social media for sure. I think that is the purpose of it, right? In your intro, I love the fact that you spoke about the fact that social media can be a positive tool. It can be a tool for success. There's no way in hell I'd be able to have um, you know, built the career that, that, that I have done if it wasn't for the world of social media, meeting people all over the world. But of course, um, there are some, some really horrible parts of social media, as you alluded to, when Instagram first came about, they had those lovely preset, well, they still do have those lovely preset filters that you just put on a sunset. And that was lovely. And every thought, everyone thought they were, they were a professional photographer. <laughs> I think naturally what I, I guess, well, possibly what most people understand now is obviously with Facebook and um, swallowing WhatsApp, swallowing Instagram and um, growing their portfolio of huge multi, multi-billion pound uh, businesses, it's, it, it is one of those things where it has just become a more complicated world. And yeah, for sure, it's a marketplace, which is frustrating. But that's no, I, I think people think that social media is different, but I think it actually has a similar blueprint as the, as for example, television had, as for example, what, what newspapers had when they first came to the world. People didn't like what they were saying. People didn't like what they were reading. People wanted to respond in wrong ways. They wrote grumpy letters. It caused divide in society, albeit social media does that a lot faster. So yes, social sucks in some sense, but it creates a, a fantastic opportunity for both yourself as an individual, but yeah. also any business on, on planet Earth for sure. No, Chris, I, I'm really just, I'm curious, right, about just the average person. Because again, I only ask you this because you're an optimist. Like I go, I remember, you know, I said this on a previous podcast, actually, when I was speaking to a friend who I haven't seen post on social for a while. So I said, mm -hmm. hey, you know, I haven't seen a post from you from a while. And, and, and he was like, oh, I have nothing to announce. And I thought, announce? <laughs> Instagram. 
don't have to announce anything. Yeah, but it yeah. is the issue. Like it's be, it has become, and maybe it's just the way me and my friends use it, but it seems and it feels like it's a place where you have to go to make kind of these grandiose announcements about, you know, it's that mm -hmm. whole LinkedIn thing where people are like, I'm pleased to announce. Hear ye, hear ye. You know, I've I've got a job, or I've yeah. You know, I saw a funny uh a funny uh a LinkedIn post before I got here. I think they were doing it as a parody. They were like, "I'm pleased to announce I got eight hours sleep yesterday," and it had like twenty thousand <laughs> likes. Like, oh, congratulations! That's great. I love that. It, it, it's. I mean, I I asked is it a failed project because I'm saying like, is there any way to avoid the kind of marketization and this notion of, you know announcement making that, that which is what instagram feels like now um you, you you can't change consumer behavior right and if you think the platforms are are going to change or you can customize your world so you don't get marketed to that's just not the case as soon as you sign up to these platforms i think the other day i read a stat something like facebook has more information on you than um than like the government and yeah it's just like it's so many different things right Facebook knows everything. They really do. And, um, you know, I think it's something like as soon as you make 50 interactions on Facebook, you're more or less locked into their ecosystem because of the fact that they can market to you in various different ways and hook you in. And I would I would highly, highly encourage people that are watching or listening to this now, Mike, to go and watch The Social Dilemma if you've not already. Something that I didn't like to watch as someone that's an, an MD of a social media agency, but it's really important that you understand how these platforms work. It's all about attention. Everything's about attention. If they don't hook you in one way, they'll try and hook you in another. And so once they've got that that new hook based on your new, because they can even keep up with that with your new interests. And the the scary thing, and I won't I won't divulge too much into the social dilemma now, but go and watch it. It's on Netflix. Great watch. Um, one of the things that they speak about is that people think that you're only being tracked based on the visible metrics, for example, likes, for example, comments and shares, the pages that you follow. Oh, no, 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 no. It's now a case of actually I could be watching a, a video of yourself, Mike, for example, and then they will then know that I'm interested in, in shows, in podcasts like yours, and they would present me with more of those over and over again. So it can be based on how much you watch, but also where you scroll and how fast you scroll past content and also whether you zoom in on images on Instagram. Yeah, that's right. So uh, be careful out there. <laughs> Chris, I, I, as you're saying this, I'm just thinking, how are you an optimist about social media then? Because, because, because you say this, I just get scared. I, I, I can imagine some people listening, their blood pressure's going up as you're saying this because it's, yeah. it's, just, it's just a nanny state, isn't it? But we but we're here and it's one of those it's one of those things, Mike, where I, I massively believe in the fact that that we we must learn to 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 make the most of it, right? You know, if you if you fall into the 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 doom scrolling world of social media and you fall down those holes, you you follow accounts or you get potentially sucked in by negative ecosystems that are throwing false information at you, for example, or 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 prompt you to take a uh, very, very emotional action in, in potentially the, the wrong way. I get that social media can be bad in that way. Um, but look, as I said in my intro, you know, I've built um, a, a mini media career for myself based off social media. I work with brands for on my own personal accounts because of social media. I meet people all over the world 
in all corners of the planet like that's crazy because of social media you cannot do that over email and in terms of the like for example these conversations now mike we don't have this if social doesn't happen i met you on social and so i think just my general attitude is 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 always glass half full regarding social and i'm a huge fan and maybe we'll speak about it in a minute in culling your your social circles right and that goes for all platforms linkedin disconnect with people that aren't bringing you value or posting or self-promoting too much potentially as you've mentioned there mike if you don't like that on instagram go and unfollow the people that aren't bringing you value or supporting you in your world right that's a really really positive thing to do but also make an action today if there's is there, if there's one action I'd, I'd tell people as well as watching the social emma go and follow accounts that actually interest you, make you feel happy, actually. Stop the first one. Just go and follow accounts that make you feel happy on social media because so many people get sucked in and then they stay there and the platforms are, are benefiting from, from, from your attention. But is it really gaining you value? Like, for example, Mike, how many times have you looked at your phone and gone, oh, it's fine, I'll just have a quick, I'll have a quick scroll of Twitter. Half an hour's gone, at least, by the way, and you've gone, Whoa, whoa, what have I done? Oh, yeah, I've just been on Twitter. I've lost half an hour. It's yeah. time for bed. <laughs> what, so what, what would you say then, Chris? As you're saying this, like, I totally get that. And I, I love the fact you're giving our listeners and, and watchers homework already. Folks, you know, you're going to watch a film and awesome. you're going to go do a social media audit, right? Which I love. Now, a part of me just wonders then, you know, one of the things that Common Sense, the Common Sense Network, which is obviously this, this podcast is powered by Common Sense. One of the things that we talk about relentlessly is, is kind of the dangers of echo chambers, the dangers of where everyone agrees with you, everyone kind of buttresses your point. That makes you very ideologically obtuse. You know, you become very, very kind of, uh, this is the way the world should be organized. And, and you yeah. can create this weird world for yourself where obviously you're not, you're not exposed to the actual realities of the world. You're just literally following how you feel if i follow people on social media that make me happy or that agree with me or that i like don't i also run the risk of inadvertently creating an echo chamber where i just become really brittle and that's one thing i want to speak about mm -hmm. as it pertains to the young people i'm young as well right but i mean like the younger people gen the gen x the gen z's they're crazy right because 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 i think it's probably one of the generations that i think is the most brittle and I don't use the term for snowflake because I think it's a dog whistle for like other things. Yeah. I just mean like, you know, on Twitter, for instance, you know, someone might say something like, oh, we need more black police officers. Yeah. So I was like, how dare you? The police need yeah. to be defunded. What kind of a crazy belief is this? And you go, it's not a crazy belief. It's, yeah. it's a normal belief. But because you live in this curated bubble of people yeah. who are like, fund yeah. the police, fund the police, and, and they sing the same song. You're you're like shell shocked when you see yeah. someone from a different perspective. Yeah, I totally agree with everything you're saying. Tough, tough questions today, Chris. No, 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 no. It's good. It's good. It's, and it's really important that we have these conversations. It, it's important to be brave, and it's and it's also, as you've alluded to, important to have conversations with people that maybe don't believe in in what you believe in and actually that's that's the way the world works and that's how we develop our our our, our personal beliefs our character that's how we we become better human beings rounded human beings by exposing ourselves to different opinions so going back to my previous point step one is follow accounts that make you happy but step two is definitely definitely think about 
taking accountability and responsibility for your own, but stop blaming other people. Take accountability and responsibility for your own behavior online. For example, if you are seeing, for example, Mike, let's take that example. If you if you say the fact that you need you, you believe that you would like more black police police officers in the police force and say I do disagree with that, well, actually, why am I not maybe DMing you about that? Why am I making it a public thing? Why am I not responding to your tweet with just a question? Because I just need more clarity because I actually seek to understand rather than everything. So, and I mean, unfortunate, um, unfortunate terminology, given what we just spoke about, but everything is so black and white in this world of social media. <laughs> Twitter is a great example. Twitter is yeah. a great example, you know, um, you know, and I operate, you know, massively in, in, in the, uh, in the, the, the UK football scene. Right. And football you're, Twitter. You're a Norwich supporter, mm -hmm. aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't hide that. I tried to hide it. No, I don't. <laughs> you made me laugh there. Um, yeah, no. So I think it's important to <laughs> <laughs> take your time. Or you just remember the last time. Like, no, no, no. Honestly, um, oh good, you just made me laugh. And um, I think it's just important that we take accountability and responsibility, Mike. Right? And so many people are blaming other people because of the fact they're exposing themselves, but they're not. They're choosing to react rather to rather to try and listen and seek to understand. And actually, that's a problem with human behavior in society, not social media. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think that that kind of self-author and self-governance, um, you know, thing you're talking about it is super key. Um, you know, deciding that you know what, if I'm going to be on Twitter, I'm going to use it on my own terms. I'm not going to yeah. get, because it is so seductive, isn't it? When, or tempting, when someone just says something and they're wrong, and you're like, oh, let me correct their grammar. And it's like, no, don't. Don't yeah, do that. Yeah. Like, actually engage with them in a yeah. meaningful way. As you said, seeking to learn. I think that's so powerful. And um, yeah, I, 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 I would love to see more of it because it's easy to be very pessimistic. I do think optimism is an intelligent choice. It, it takes it takes seeing something mm -hmm. good and and. Yeah, and sure. And it's way more difficult. So I do encourage people to do that. I just wonder then, so you're someone who's always on social, I imagine, obviously, because of work and probably because you enjoy it too. Do you ever need to take time off? And would you would you advocate? Because one thing that's becoming a bit of a, just like avocado and toast, is this new kind of thing of like, I'm going to detox. Going to detox. Yeah. Going to delete everything for a week or for two. Would yeah. you advocate that? Does that work? Yeah. Is that something we all need to do more? Uh, absolutely. Um, can I do it in my world? No, because my my <laughs> my business crumbles. But that's my life choice, right? And I'll go on to talk about that in a minute. But I'm a huge, huge fan of and, and massive respect and kudos to people that are able to delete all of those apps or hide them in a folder and lock them for, for a while. I think that is just such a healthy thing to do. Um, one of the things that I try my best to do but really suck at is what I call a no social Sunday. So everything goes quiet on a Sunday. I don't document my process. I don't talk about anything on a Sunday on social media. I really try and keep that to my my friends, my, my, my family, and my now wife when this will go out as well. So no social Sunday is a great place to start. But also having those app limit reminders on your phone is great. I think that's a really positive thing. Um, but as I've alluded to in the previous question, Mike, you know, there's this thing called doom scrolling. And if you don't know what doom scrolling is, I'm not I'm not sure if I'm allowed to swear on this, but I'm going to. So forgive me if I'm not allowed to. I call it the bullshit circle. Don't get caught in the bullshit circle, which mm. is which is. And by the way, you've all done it. Everyone that's watching this now has done it. So you've you've been on Twitter. Yeah, you've checked all your notifications. 
Yeah, all right. I'm just going to go on to LinkedIn now. Yeah, I'm going to go on LinkedIn to do some business stuff. No, I'm not. I'm just, I'm actually just really enjoying the content. I'm enjoying being on it. Yeah, I've read my messages and notifications along LinkedIn. Oh, someone sent me a message on WhatsApp. Yeah, oh, let me reply to my WhatsApps. Back to Facebook. Yeah. And, and anyway, I've not even finished, by the way. I've not done Facebook Messenger. I've not done YouTube. I've not done TikTok. I've not done Snapchat. Um, oh, and by the way, whilst I've got to the end of that bullshit circle, sorry to swear repeatedly, I then go back to Instagram because I've got new notifications. So it's I really try, Mike, in the evenings to go around the circle once, but get off it. You have to get off it because if you go around again, you're trapped and you are genuinely wasting your life. You are, yeah, and that's and that's from someone that's from an MD of a of a social media company, right? Obviously, the way that I get success is by creating attention for my clients. I know how to use the platforms effectively to sell products, to grow personal brands, etc. But from a personal point of view, particularly late on in the evenings before bed, do the circle once, but don't go round the roundabout too too often because you'll get so dizzy. That's 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 a very interesting way to put it. Cause I've never seen it that way, and I, I'm definitely guilty of going around the merry-go-round. Um, that's a that's a PG version. <laughs> the other thing, Mike, as well. You know, the other thing as well is a great, uh, just another, you know, perhaps paraphrase that people might want yeah. to use listening to this. I always say when it comes to Facebook, for example. Has anyone died? Has anyone got married? Is anyone having kids? No. Nope. Okay. I'm coming off the app then. Because <laughs> those are the most important life events that that you as a friend should should tune into, in my in my, my honest opinion. Um, so I, I think it's important to to almost understand your trigger points in a funny sort of way. What keeps you hooked in on social media? Set yourself some limits, try some different stuff and go from there. I, I love that. I do love that. I think one of the things I love the most about social, just to put on my optimist hat, is yes. the fact that yeah, like it is unparalleled when it when it or, or it's unrivaled rather. When you consider, you know, um, keeping up with friends and keeping up with people, um, you know, friends who don't have social at all, I find our catch ups just way too. There's just no context for it, so they're like, "Oh, how's the last year been?" And I'm like, "Oh." Uh, yeah. <laughs> good you know bad you know yeah. but when people have social or, or they can kind of keep up with your work even if it's like in every few weeks or every yeah. few months especially if you're someone who creates content for a living it's yeah. just it's just way easier for, for you to go oh my gosh you're engaged or, mm -hmm. or oh that's really cool you know you 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 went to this place and i've been there as well and, yeah. and there's there's um you know serendipity i guess can happen a bit more naturally because you're putting yourself in a space where there's stuck, there's loose threads, and yeah. you can connect them, and that's a that's a wonderful thing, right? Yeah, and and another positive is if you are, I mean, this this is a perhaps a phrase for, for for mental health. You have to want to be helped, right? So if I put myself into a world of I'm not going to put anything out on social media, no one can no one can help me unless I tell them, right? So for example, on LinkedIn, if I put out something saying, yeah, I want to, I don't know, I want to win this type of client in the gaming sector in 2021, all of a sudden people are going to see that and they're going to tag people that they're connected with and they're actually going to help me. But your friends, when they see what you're up to, for example, even if it's a menial story, like, I don't know, I take a picture of my lawn outside and it's got loads of, I don't know, um, I don't know, and, Mole, mole hills or something on it right and i'm like oh my lawn is so bad how funny is this 
then my friend can actually next time I see them can say, well, have you spoken to this guy locally that can help you with that? But you don't get that. And, and you wouldn't necessarily bring that up in a face to face conversation. So let's not, you know, smash social to smithereens because it's a, it can be a tool for success, both personally and professionally. Yeah, definitely. And I, and, I, and I think folks listening probably get that. And, you know, I would love you to kind of, you know, just because I love the listeners so much. Um, I sound like yeah, Trump so much. I love them so much. Um, I would love you to give some free game, Chris, if if possible. Because some, some people might listen and actually go, you know what I could do with Chris and stuff? I've got an organization. I've got a business. Or maybe I just need to build my personal brand and they go, you know, let, let me, let me contact Chris and I'm happy to recommend Chris folks. Do, do you go ahead and, and, and check out the work? No, if I'm someone, maybe a young professional student, how should I be using social? Should I just be kind of using it just to kind of share, you know, how I'm feeling what's going on? Or should I be curating this brand and, and, you know, and telling a story and a narrative? How should I, if I'm a student or a young professional, be using social? I think I actually think some of the points that that you said there, Mike, are really important. I think you need to be able to. Um, I think I think the more of your story um, you share, the better. I think by showing vulnerability massively helps you in your career. By asking questions into these uh, into these social platforms, people will help you on your professional journey. So if I was a if, if I could go back to when I was um, a younger young professional, clinging on to uh, clinging on to my twenties. I think one of the things that, that I would do is I would I would do what I call unlocking the door sooner. So, for example, on LinkedIn, I only ever connected with people that I knew and that I'd shaken their hand or I'd been to an event or I'd gone on their podcast. And that's OK, but it's very close. So you're minimalizing um, your exposure to opportunities. So what I did is every day, more or less, for I think it was like six months, possibly even longer than that. I connected with between 30 and 40 people over and over again in, in the industries that I wanted to hang around in. And lo and behold, opportunities came my way because I was exposing myself um, to, to, to those networks. So as a young professional, I would do that. I would certainly share my story. I think an incredible thing to do, and I'm sure many of you have heard of Gary Vaynerchuk, um, not everyone's cup of tea. I absolutely love him. Um, and and one of the things that he speaks about is documenting your process. And you might be thinking, well, why would I document my process? No one cares about my journey. No one cares about what I've had for dinner. I'm not saying you have to publish everything, but use some of the tools on social to document your process. Because I tell you what, when you smash life, when you win and you get further down the road, it is incredible to look back on where you were, but also it's a really, really powerful story to actually help others. It's almost like a selfless act to document your process on social as well. So, yeah, that's what I'd recommend, Mike, to, to, to younger professionals. Yeah, that's uh, that's really good. I, I mean, I remember watching Gary Vaynerchuk as well. Like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta work hard, man. He's really kind of like, come on, come on. Yeah, he's, he's hardcore. I get that. He's not everyone's cup of tea. I get that. But, no, but. Yeah, I, I, I love it. I think, you know, to his point, he talks often about authenticity. Yes. I think that's something that's he has. Important. He has truckload, you know, truck full, whatever the term is. Um, and that documenting thing you said, it's actually something I, it's odd, like you should bring up Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk, because he's the person, I think listening to him at a time where I just wanted some motivation. You know, sometimes you just need a bit of motivation. Yeah. Right? Um, a friend, a friend, just because I'm moving houses soon, a friend bought me a um, a, a present, and it's a mug that has a motivational quote. No, no, Mike, sorry, a jar 
that has a motivational quote for every day of the month. Oh, cool. Nice. I'm not, I'm not quite sure if I could handle that. Because <laughs> you know, motivation is great, but every day for a month? Yeah. I think, and, and and also, how many, how many motivational quotes are there? I feel like after a while, it's going to be like, just go for it. You can do it. <laughs> Anyways, um, he spoke about documents, and that changed the way I thought about my social media particularly, because I yeah. used to think in that way my friends said in the way i shared at the start where it's like oh my god what do i need to announce and stuff like that then i realized hold on this is a really good scrapbook um yeah because if i can look back in a year's time and kind of you know you know you know in christmas when you've had two men or, or that period between christmas and new year where you you have no clue what's going on with life right that's a good time for scrolling through and just going oh yeah it was finger's birthday and we went oh yeah we went to, and it's just fun right it's just a yeah, fun yeah. way to kind of document so i would really encourage folks uh to do that and to your point about meeting people on social media some of some close friends really close friends have been people who for like three years were supporting my work and then i reached out to them one day like thank you so much man like you i literally always see your name mm. my stuff and then we talk and they're like, yeah, I love the work you do. And and so like when we started speaking, there wasn't this kind of, oh my God, I'm going to like them. Because we were, I already knew we liked the same thing. I already knew they supported my work and I already kind of looked at their. So it was just, it, it was like, we didn't have to start with that kind of like, who are you? Who am I? What are you passionate about? What am I passionate about? And that's just a great thing. Have you made any like really strong friendships on social? Oh, countless. I, I don't even know where to begin. Um. And, and 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 honestly, did you, like, did you meet Becky on social? No, 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 no. <laughs> that was that was before social. So that no, it wasn't before social, but it was a. It, it was, was before a, social. When was this? So no, it wasn't before social. Oh, like, okay. we but for, that was back in the day where you didn't really connect on social straight away. You had to meet them first, and then you connected. With then them. you follow. Yeah. So that was that was. I think it's 2011. So that was um, right at the beginning of some of these social platforms um, taking off. Uh, so yeah, no. I look, I've connected and spoke, uh, you know, spoken with people I would have never have imagined. Um, I think you can create deeper relationships as well. Um, as we've said in in all of the other stuff already. Um, I've yeah, I, and and that's the thing. I think if you have that thought process of actually, you know, what there's a ton of opportunity here, so I'm going to give it some time and some respect, then that's really quite cool. I think it's quite often those that are initially closed minded to it are the ones that get sent more stuff and actually get presented with more problems because they're looking at it in a bad way already right um and also a lot of people are, are afraid of actually reaching out to people which mm. which was a game changer for me mike like you know i've i've tweeted people uh just just to just to talk to them because that's what social's about and they've come back to me and then they followed me and then we've dm'd and then we've arranged a meeting and then we've done business together and you know it just goes on and on from there so yeah. Um, again, another positive for. for it, it is odd though how it's changed relationships. Because I was thinking the other day, you know, there is there is uh, you know. So like, with friends, like, like I said, I, I with friends, I'll draw. I'll, I want to know straight away what you're into, what I'm into, and the, do, do we match? With romantic interest, though, there is the there is I guess some virtue in exploring and finding out. Yeah. And out, oh, I didn't know you did that. But with social media, you can just stalk somebody, yeah, and you know everything they've ever done. Yeah, so when you sit down for the first date, you don't have any questions. <laughs> well, maybe not. No, you've seen everything already. Oh well, like, um, Mike, oh Mike, maybe you have got some questions, some pretty big questions that you need answers to. So actually, maybe it's helping relationships. Yeah, 
I did, yeah, I, I, I just find because I, I thought about it the other day. I, I tweeted because me and my friend were arguing about dates and first dates, and and I was saying that with the first date, I like like they'll come to the house, dinner with a deep chat, and they're like, yeah, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> if it's a first date, you want to do it in public with lots of people, you know, can I keep it light? And so I tweeted um, on Twitter, um, you know, what would you guys do for a first date? And obviously I was inundated with all sorts. Someone said they would go to a travel lodge, which was scary. Um, but away from, <laughs> away from that, that bombshell, people talk about crazy golf and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Some people obviously took it way too seriously. Like, oh, Mike, I'm so happy for you. And I said, no, no, let's not get carried away, folks. It's just a question. But then I thought to myself, imagine if I was going on the first date with somebody. They probably would Google me. They probably would go on my Twitter. Yeah. That I asked, where would you go on the first date, guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think, Is he using Twitter to make <laughs> thing? Yeah. So when we meet, they're like, why did you tweet that? And I'm like, oh, no, it was a joke. They have to explain which didn't happen back in the days. I say back in the days like I was there. But you get the gist. Like, it didn't happen back in the days. So is, 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 is that one of the ways, like, Twitter, particularly, or social media in general, it's just ruining that discovery process that's meant maybe. to be amazing. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's taking the magic out somewhat of, uh, of, of dating and, and perhaps relationships full stop. Because as you say, you, you kind of know everything. But then I would almost flip that and say, but actually, you can kind of go straight to the deep stuff that people don't share on social media, which maybe actually is helping, right? And um, of course, we thought we know full well that social media causes various problems uh, whilst, once you're in a relationship. Um, but yeah, to answer your, your question, Mike, I think, yeah. uh, I, think it, I think it can help in that, uh, oh, no. that, that sales process at the beginning. Yeah. I guess you know, I mean, you, know, you know people who aren't for you perhaps a bit quicker. If you go on yeah. social and they're like, I just love trees or something, and you're like, I hate trees. Then you, <laughs> then you can go. Yeah, it's not gonna work. Yeah, I, I mean, one uh, one really interesting, I guess, lasting thing I would love to hear from you. I mean, you spoke about it already. You know, through some of the stuff you do, like um, having a Sunday rest, mm. you know, a Sunday Sabbath, social media Sabbath, something like that, right? Yeah. But I guess you know, one thing I always talk about, especially with friends, is the fact that the world's very noisy. I, I really do feel that. You know. Uh, you know, I was away in Wales for a week, and one of the things we were talking about there was just, you know, in London or wherever you're from, listening to this, you know, if you try and sit down for 30 minutes in silence, it's almost impossible. Like, you know, there's just like so your phone will buzz, you'll hear someone like, get out of my car, like, coming up. you know, there's just, there's just something yeah. happening. And I think we've really lost kind of the power, for want of a better term, of, of silence and solitude mm -hmm. and being alone. Um, and that, of course, it has negative effect on our mental health if we're constantly stimulated and mm -hmm. we're constantly rating each other and, and measuring how we're doing in life. It's not really helpful. So beyond the Saturday, um, sorry, beyond the Sabbath Sundays, right, or the, the no social Sundays, what else would you advocate for people who are listening to this who do feel like, the world and the noise in the world is a bit too too much and they'll, they'll like to dial it down a bit and just connect again what, what, what would you say to them well first like yeah so step one hard stop take a break definitely 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 um i think 
I think particularly on Twitter, I think muting, uh, I think muting your word, I think muting words or conversations that potentially trigger you into negative, uh, into a negative mindset is really powerful. Uh, so, for example, I'll be very transparent. Um, for example, I muted Brexit for a long time because it was frustrating me so much, and I didn't want to get involved in any arguments, so I just muted it. Um, and I just pretended just for a little bit it wasn't there before I was ready to then consume that content again. So almost like mini account breaks or mini word breaks because you can do That's the great thing about Twitter, to be fair. You can uh, mute phrases, uh, words, et cetera, as well as uh, accounts. So, yeah, we've spoken about taking a break and taking some serious time off as well. Like I know like no social Sundays for me, given that I'm working in social media is, is actually pretty good. I could probably do more, but not that much more. Whereas I would, I would expect that most people are able to take a week off and get outside more and breathe in the fresh air. I think that's important. I, do you know what as well, Mike, you'll know this definitely, definitely, particularly in big cities, you see it a lot. Everyone is walking and they're like this and they're but what what, what why like you uh, when you're when you're when you're commuting when you're on a train the underground bus what whatever airplane you you've stopped and you don't need to look where you're going and you don't really i, I get the fact that that's then a, pro, a productivity hack for example getting a train or so you get a train and rather than driving you'd have to concentrate so therefore you can do work i get that but for example, why not make a switch today that when you're walking from, from location A to location B, which by the way, people will do now that we're getting back to normal, choose to not look at your phone until you get to location B, because what you'll find, Mike, is that you're looking up more, you're breathing in the air more, which might be a bad thing <laughs> depending on where you are. Um, but also you're looking at people, you're exposing yourselves to the world, you're, 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 you're witnessing what's going on. And, and as you said, Mike, what you alluded to there is people need breaks and you are chained to it and to, to geek out on you a little bit. These social media platforms are built like gambling slot machines. The UX of them, the user experience is done as a gambling slot machine. It's there to keep you chained. So, Maybe that's an idea, you know, location A to location B. You know what? I'm not going to go on my phone now. To be fair, it is pretty dangerous as well. <laughs> I, I tried to... I'd be saving some lives there, Chris. I must admit, I was in... I must admit, um, I, I had the pleasure of going to, to New York um, a couple of years back. You can't do it in New York because it's just too busy. You need to... You yeah. need to Whereas perhaps in the UK, it's a little bit easier. So, yeah, I think um, to go over those points again, I think muting keywords or potentially trigger, triggering things is really important. Um, I think taking a, a day maybe is great, but also maybe no no in-between location things just to get your head up and in the real world again, knowing, right, I'm in the real world now. I'm, I'm in the present moment and, okay, I'm now going to spend some time in the digital world. I think that's that's absolutely vital. So good. Wow. Folks, that's your lot. I mean, there's enough there to think about, to have a conversation about, and of course to act on. Um, thanks so much, Chris, for coming on. I, I, I just think there's, there's just so much there, so much richness that if people should act, uh, enact, will really change the way they, they live. Um, I think one thing we have to concede is that social isn't going anywhere. Um, yes. Our lives are becoming more and more, uh, you know, intricately woven to the digital world. So it, it, I think it's, it's far-fetched to think, I just won't have anything and I'll be fine. No, you won't. Um, yeah. 
especially when they phase out cash. What you gonna do then? What you gonna do then? I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> so, um, so Chris, thanks so much for the free game. Of course, folks, you can follow Chris online um, at Reef Social. Uh, find out about uh, uh, the the social the social media agency as well. Um, and, and Chris, you create a lot of content online as well, don't you? For people who yeah. have, maybe just want to find out a bit more and, and see kind of what, what else is going on. Yeah, sure. So my personal account um, on Instagram, for example, is at Chris Revo. Same on Twitter. That's more for my football media side of things. You get the real me on Instagram because I'm a I try and focus my platforms rather than watering them down, which I won't geek you out on now. Um, what I wanted to direct people to, though, Mike, because I'm a massive believer in these podcasts should be about giving value. Head over to the Reeve social media Instagram, um, YouTube page, sorry. Go and subscribe. There's there's a ton of literally one to two minute video tips, which will just fill your world up with the stuff that you need to know rather than just the social media noise. Solid. Solid. Folks, you're welcome. You're welcome. So I'm thinking, Mike, thank you so much for this. Mike, thank you so much. Well, you're welcome. And I look forward to seeing you uh, at the next uh, or, or on the next episode we have. We're back now. So do tell a friend, subscribe if you haven't done so, share it with somebody, and don't forget to follow us online at Common Sense Pod or Common Sense Podcast. Chris, good luck with the wedding or oh, congratulations on the wedding. Yeah, I've done it. <laughs>